1: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022, season 18, episode number 9. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Stark. i got my crew, Nick, Amber, and Dave with me. Uh, we only have a few more shows here before we get a little bit of a break before training camp, but we're already talking about training camp, so you guys get ready. There will be lots of lots of storylines to follow throughout our time out of Knox and Art this year. We'll be back to normal. I think Amber might be with us a little bit. Obviously, Dave and Nick are going to be there. There's No other place that they they could be. But I got a lot to do. Love hearing that from my boss. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like got a lot to do. I nobody's
3: told me anything, so know, that's great. I know we're getting
0: past we're getting past COVID for the most part. Yeah, but still, you're yeah. still like. Obviously, this is happening. It's like, yeah. Well, no obviously, except
2: it, unless unless something changes with regard to COVID, looks like we might be back onto. Some normal things. I know I had a conversation about us having our normal spot at training camp, we don't have to be secluded in some trailer like we were last year. so that's a, that's a step in the right direction. I'm excited. It's just kind of funny to me just because yesterday I had
0: this conversation with you at yeah. a meeting about a training camp. You're like, well, well I don't know anything. Uh, we don't <laughs> know yet. It's too early. And then you come on the air and you're like, well, it looks like it's going to be back to normal. Like, okay. yeah. it's Like we're talking about
4: training that camp. Didn't, that
2: doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with the number of people that are going. It just has everything to do with We're going to be there. We well, will be there. Cool. We're, well, we're either there.
4: way, we've started so, seeing that here already. Yeah. You know, we got access back to normal. You got open yeah. locker room, you go in there, that hasn't happened in what, three years? Three
0: years, years. yes. <laughs> it feels yeah. like yeah. That was that was so, cool. I mean I was in the locker room the other day this weekend and and I was kinda surprised that, you know, the guy would stand at his locker and there would be a lot of people around it and there's a And nobody had on down, masks. No one had you know, well not not most people. Yeah, most people most did people. not. There were some, but for the most part no.
2: Yeah. Well speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about the rookie minicamp. There were uh Quite a few uh, media people out here covering the Cowboys this weekend. Let's start first with just some general observations, because I know sometimes um, when you see guys on draft day or when you've watched the film on them, you kind of have an opinion of them, and then you see them in person and you get a different opinion, whether that be just in their physical appearance uh, or whether that be you know seeing them run around a little bit. Let's start first. Let's go around the table. Just give me one general observation of a guy you noticed that something stood out to you about him. Uh, let's start with you, Nick. Well,
0: I'm probably not a good person to start with here because I don't, it's so hard to evaluate this. We we know this. So, when we were able to, we were writing something on the site about pick two guys, I picked two guys and it had nothing to do with them on the field. That's one of fine. Them, one yeah. of them doesn't even practice. Damone Clark. Yeah. But I really love what I saw from him as far as being engaged and not. Like he's not practicing, but he is doing as much as you possibly could do. He's standing behind there. He's looking. He's looking what the linebackers do. He's still taking the same steps. He's trying to. He's like inching to get back in there. From what it sounds like, Britt Brown, the the, the uh, obviously the director of rehab in the on the um, uh, medical side. He he likes him so I mean he likes him. He's like this kid, you know, and, and that's kinda hard to do for, for right. him, you know. But he's coming in here, he's ready to go. And I think whenever he does get 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 back, I think he's gonna be like he's taking these mental reps. It's good.
2: Yeah. Amber.
4: One of the things that I noticed just in for the most part in general, just the, the physique physique, mm-hmm. you know, their the body type that some of these guys, they showed up here like With some good amount of muscles. And and we see the difference between rookies and, like, year two, the kind of, like, the changes that their body go through. Mm -hmm. But, like, you talk about Tyler Smith. Like, like, he's a big guy. And, like, his arm is huge and long. And it's, like, it's impressive, like, to me because I feel like not every year with every rookies that come in that they look that way, Mm -hmm. that – it just looks like they have more built to them. Um, a guy that I really liked a lot, I didn't get to see him much on the field, but off the field, is uh, the receiver. He, Tolbert? He, yeah. He, I, I'm a fan. He's such a cool dude. He's very, very nice. I loved him. I'm rooting for him already. As soon as you get someone with such a good personality and just a good vibe, mm-hmm. you st- instantly become a fan. So, I'm looking forward to what he can do. And then, Real quick, another guy, I did not get to meet him in person, but Nick did us a favor for, for some of Cowboys. <laughs> he got an interview, um, got him to speak, but currently kicker. he is the only kicker on the team, mm-hmm. and that's um, Garibay. Oh, sorry. Jonathan Garibay.
1: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> come on, get it right, Nick.
4: <laughs> Jonathan got <laughs> No, but he he's a Mexican descent, so okay. obviously we're gonna be putting a lot of stuff out. Um, yeah, on the somos part, but just just really cool to see. I I haven't seen him kicking and stuff, and that surprises me that he's currently the only kicker on the team. And the fact that they cut how do you say his last name? Nick. Nagar. I'm always really scared to say the last name. Nagar. Yes, they cut him. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of. I don't know, it just caught me off guard. I didn't expect that to happen. Not sure why exactly that happened.
2: Say his name for me again Garab? Garibai. Garibai. Okay,
3: good. But you
4: can say it in English, too. Garabay. Okay.
2: Gar- I, I prefer it like
3: Jonathan that.
4: Jonathan
2: Gar- Garabay.
3: It was yeah. a... <laughs> no, that's not it. It was a clerical move to fit somebody else onto the roster. Like, they, in all likelihood, will bring Nagar back or somebody else. Like, they're they're not just going to hand the kicker job to Jonathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so...
2: But he has a shot to... to absolutely. absolutely. I mean, yeah.
3: I would call him the favorite right now. But, like, there will be another kicker at camp, even if he's not here right now. Um... I agree with what you said at the top, AG. I was, I feel dumb for how impressed I was by Tyler Smith because, like, he played left tackle at a high level in major college football. Like, you have to be an athlete to do that. But I was pretty impressed by his athleticism. Like, he hasn't played guard since he was in high school, he didn't really play tackle at all. Like, he spent all of rookie camp at a new position. And yeah, he, and again, like, I hope people understand like this isn't even like a training camp practice. Mm-hmm. Like the roster's limited. You've only got like 10 offensive linemen. Like you, in a lot of spots, you don't even have enough players to have a real practice. Like good luck evaluating the quarterbacks and receivers at those practices. Cause it was, it was tough to watch like two quarterbacks who weren't even signed. Like they were tryout guys, windy conditions. Just, I learned nothing about actual football, but Watching Tyler Smith I was like okay this guy is a lot more graceful of an athlete than I gave him credit for cuz you hear like 6'5 325 and you're like oh, he's kind of a big sloppy guy not really like he carries his weight really well for a guy that size like he he looks about as fit as you could expect a guy that size to look with maybe the exception of Tyron Smith who's an alien yes. um and I just I thought he moved around really well I thought he looked natural um I thought, yeah, I was I was impressed by just the little that I saw from him. You
0: know, I think to put it all in perspective, I, I heard this today. This was a conversation that happened between scouts at the practice.
2: Right. Um, Literally at practice. At you practice, the, practice the other day. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah this this conversation happened. And so real quick, I'll just ask you, Dave, how do you think the quarterbacks looked? Ah, uh, bad. Okay, cool. So real bad. So real bad. So <laughs> this was
4: disqualified. We no, I was gonna. I was sorry. I was standing next to Derek. But anyways, they had you know those little things that they put up with the holes mm. where they throw the balls. Everything was a mess. <laughs> I, I n- not once did see the ball going through the hole. But sorry to mess yeah, your. That
0: point. that does mess up the point actually. But but the point was in this particular conversation. I think it was Tolbert, or I don't know what other one of the receivers, but they're they're watching him and he's he's on the outside, you know, he's split out wide. He runs ten yards, hard cut to the outside, boom, goes to the sideline, and everyone's like, man, that was that was nice. That was, well, he looks good, he looks smooth in his cut and all that. Ball comes thrown right behind, way behind him, and you know, terrible throw. And probably Dave. Everybody's like, this guy sucks or whatever. And so their scouts are like, yeah, that was that was that was a good cut there by the receiver, bad throw. And then other scout that kind of knows the plays a little bit was like, yeah, he ran the wrong route. Like, he <laughs> ran the wrong route. It's supposed to be a stop. It's supposed to be a ten yard stop. turnaround. The ball probably would have been there. Would have yeah. been nice. And we might have been like, hey, and no, that's a nice throw. Whatever. But like my point to all that is, is you don't know what they're doing out yeah, there. Yeah. They might look like they're going they're going the right way, but they're not. And so it's hard to evaluate anybody. Because
3: the rookies not only are going up against other rookies, but they
2: don't know anything. None of them know anything.
3: Yeah, the quarterbacks did look bad, but yeah, no, but like there's a little bit of everything. Yeah, like these guys have never practiced together. I'm sure not all the receivers knew what they were doing. Like, literally, I was mainly I spent most of the two days looking at Tyler Smith and Matt Waletzko because they were playing left guard and left tackle, and I was like, okay, well at the very least i can sort of get an idea for how these guys move and how they communicate with each other cuz everything else is just a free for all of bad throws bad routes the wind was really bad on friday to the point that it was like carrying balls out of bounds that were supposed Crazy to be inside yeah, yeah it, it just, just everything about it was and everybody you know everybody gets all excited and i get it cuz this is the first time we've been able to watch something resembling practice yeah. but it's not
2: that you know so you, you mentioned Wellesco. Tell me what you guys saw from from him. I mean, obviously both he and Tyler Smith were working there at guard and tackle. Uh, what, what did you see there? Saw nothing on the other side of him. I mean, he, he blocks everything. Like
0: as far as like just he's six eight. He's huge. he's absolutely massive. Yeah. So there's no. Like, there won't be any of this, like, who is that go? Yeah, of course it's him. Because he's the one that's... <laughs> kind of like
2: Urban. Like, you just notice him among yeah. the crowd of giants. He's the giant in the giants, yeah. But, you know, it, it, I think... So he's got that.
0: And you knew that just by looking at the paper and looking at his size. But, like, I think, you know, from a feet standpoint, I mean, he seems like he, he moves pretty pretty well for a guy that's carrying that much size.
3: Yeah, again... I'm not gonna say that one didn't surprise me because we saw all the stuff about his athletic testing and how he's one of the most athletic tackles to test in the last 30 years. But he looks like it, yeah. Like he he moves really well. Again, when I hear six eight offensive tackle, I'm like, okay. Like uh, our, if you remember our good buddy Dan Skipper, love Dan, but like this big dude, you're like, 20, oh, like six nine, he's yeah. huge. And you, you're like, you got the size, but it's it's tough for you to kick out there and get get in the way of some of these guys, but. I thought uh, I thought well. Let's go. Moved really gracefully for a guy who's six eight. Not to, again. Not to say like he was perfect. I think Sam Williams beat him a few times. I thought another big takeaway I had was like Mike McCarthy was. He said himself. He was like yeah. Sam Williams like he got clean in the backfield like two or three times. It's just a weird thing to hear a coach say because that's the type of stuff we say. You know mm-hmm. like oh he he won that rep. He beat him on that rep. Like right. coaches don't usually get into that publicly, but McCarthy Especially did. at this stage yeah. when you're talking but about. But McCarthy was team. like, yeah, he got clean in the backfield like two or three times on Friday. Yeah, this this
0: it, this draft class is going to be defined by two things. Can can Tyler Smith, you know, like be a great starter somewhere, whether it be the guard or tackle, you know, if he's gonna be that and can Sam Williams just just stay on the field and, get, and don't don't get in trouble. Don't you know? Just just mature a little bit. I and mean, I think he knows that, and everyone knows that because I think athletically he's got it. You yeah. can just tell by some of the drills, by some of those things, he's got it, and he always had. it. He had it at Ole Miss. It was just some of the other things that dropped him to the second round. But if he can, they can figure that out for
2: him. <laughs> So Man. I guess we're calling him Sam now. We're not calling him No, D. he's calling himself Sam which is yeah. right. Oh, okay. So back to Sam. So, <laughs> you guys I'm, okay. I'm all over place. Like, Y'all hey, hey, no, 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 like, no, no, oh, no, no, no. on him. Did. No, that is
3: a him thing. Okay, all right. He said call me D and then I think he was like, "Ooh, it's weird that a bunch of strangers I've never met are calling oh, me you. by a name that yeah. my that's reserved for like my people." Which I yeah. totally get. Like, yeah. you know, if somebody like if if you call me like by a cute Nickname, and I don't know you like that. I'm like, mm.
2: yeah, right, right. Tiny Jim. <laughs>
3: Tiny Tiny Jim, or well, that like, became, yeah.
2: that became the people's name for you. Yeah, I was like gonna that's, Tiny Jim. I didn't really yeah.
3: have a choice, but like yeah. you know, if you call me like Davy and you're not my mom or my girlfriend, <laughs> like don't call me Davy. Yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah, I feel right. Yeah. yeah, it's like me calling Nick Nikki. Like that just doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> he hates that. But uh, so yeah, I think I call you that when I want to. I right, think right. Sam was we like have
0: someone else in our group <laughs> named Nikki, causes confusion. <laughs>
2: okay, that's is that the reason why we're gonna get away from that. So. All right. Yeah, he he said uh, you can call me Sam. We've we've na- we've talked about him. We've talked about Tobert a little bit. Uh, one guy we haven't talked about that I wanted to get some initial impressions on was tight end Jake Ferguson. What you guys see there? Anything interesting on the field, off the field?
0: I just think he needs Got a story to... coming up on hmm. him today. Yeah, who's uh, writing? Uh, Rob. Okay, good. And basically, you know, him being number forty eight, and Daryl Johnston was a yeah, was looks... a great blocker, you know, a fullback, uh, and, and that's what that's one of the things that they want to see if this guy can do. That's why they drafted him. And I think, I, I, I got to go read the story, but apparently it's been it's been pressed upon him that number 48 means you better block. And so I think huh. it was, it was, somebody was like, okay, don't mess it up. Don't mess up the number. I don't <laughs> remember what it was.
3: If I was Jake Ferguson, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to be 48 when the roster's cut down anyway. Like, I'll wear it until September 1st, but... Yeah. Who in their right mind wants to be 48 if they're not a fullback? Like, I'm moving into 80 the minute it becomes available or whatever. Anyway. 82. 82. Mm, don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, he's coming from Wisconsin I think he definitely he has the know-how and the willingness to do it that's not what I'm saying but honestly my main impression like a lot of tight ends coming out of college I'm like you need some protein shakes and Light. some time in the weight room buddy yeah. I just it is what it is he's, he's yeah. like two 245 248 mm-hmm. something like that it just like I said I'm not questioning his ability but like that's something with rookies especially at those types of positions where it's like you will look he will look like a different player this time next year I'm yeah. sure. I
0: mean what tight end has ever come in, in his first
3: year and has been like this guy's a stud. It's
0: really it's really tough to do especially yeah. the Cowboys haven't drafted a first round tight end since I don't know David LaFleur I mean yeah. and he even hit, you know he did he wasn't that that great. Obviously, he got hurt, but like Witten took some time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Schultz. I mean, we said it on this show. We didn't think he would be on the no. team. No.
2: Yeah, we were already like Jarwin
0: it. needed a lot of development.
3: If I mean, you're good enough to come in and ball as a tight end immediately, you're usually a top twenty pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's an outlier somewhere, but we've talked about it before. Even Travis Kelsey needed a year where mm-hmm. he really didn't do anything for the Chiefs as a rookie, which is even more
2: remarkable how good Kyle Pitts was this year. Yeah. You, which just how good he. Is it? It, TJ yeah, Hawkinson, yes. Kyle
3: Pitts, like yeah. those guys go high. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle Pitts wasn't drafted for his blocking ability, right. obviously. No,
2: not at all.
4: And That's the thing. You're you're asking more of a guy when you're looking for that person to be able to help block in the game. Like you need those muscle and strength. Yeah. Like you can't be just trying to run, escape, catch a ball. Like now you're looking for someone who has the power to push guys around and hold them down. So that's gonna be. I don't. I mean, we'll see if that happens this year, but it's going to be a challenge. I
0: still think Sprinkle's going to have, you know, a, a chance to stick around because nobody's really doing what what he does. Just, I mean, and, and it's not great. I mean, he's they're trying to get better than, from that, but you, know, you still need a, a true blocking tight
3: end. Yeah, and th- sprinkle and um, throw Sean McCune in there, too, because th- he's a similar player to Ferguson, but he's this will be his third NFL season. You just you have an advantage of, yeah. A, knowing what you're doing, and, B, he has spent that time in the program. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious. Cause, like, the ideal scenario is that Ferguson is good enough to grab the backup job right away, but that's a lot easier said than done. And yeah. if
0: Tyler Smith is the guard, which sounds like you will be, and I know this isn't a great plan, but, like, when in doubt, I mean Connor McGovern can still provide some jumbo packages for them. They can still do that.
2: Hitting. I actually liked when they did that last yeah. year. I thought he's pretty good in that kind of role.
0: It, I like it too. I just think that it, it obviously, I mean, there's not a lot of versatility out of it because it's not like you know, like this tight end is going to go out for a pass or you know. So that's, but. You should be able to just line up and run the ball and say stop us. That's yeah. that's what you that's what you hope you can get back to.
2: Now you tell me you tell me you give me a stronger guard, and I put McGovern. Let's say I line him up in the backfield as they were doing a lot last year. In those in those goal line type packages, short yardage type packages, I feel really good about that. I'll run behind that. Mm -hmm. Give me, give me. You should be able to pick up third and one in that kind of scenario. I would, I would like to think so, man. Yeah, you would think so, right?
3: Fifteen million dollar running back running behind a three hundred pound fullback
2: and a three hundred and thirty pound guard. You would think you'd like to 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 pick pick up that yard, right? And if you can't, we got some bigger problems here. Yeah, um, real quick, before we go to break, I do want to talk about undrafted free agents. I read the other day someone was saying that this might be one of the better undrafted free agent classes the Cowboys have had in a while. Um, give me just one guy. One guy that you guys think may have stood out, uh, or that at least you're keeping your eye on as an undrafted free agent type player. If you don't go first, you could be, be <laughs> tough. But I'll let you go first.
3: No, go first. No, i I,
0: I got a few. Got I'm
3: a I, dork.
2: <laughs> Did well, you mark I'm, that, please? I'm curious. Mark
0: that. I'm curious who said that. Honestly, I haven't really heard that. I don't know who was. I can't remember where I read it. I read yeah. it somewhere. It was an article somewhere. somewhere, I, somewhere. I mean, well, you know, obviously it's a. It goes into the we'll see category. Mm-hmm. But every time I looked up yes, uh, the other day watching stuff, stuff that I just caught my eye, it was 41. That that was the guy, Marquise Bell, and that's the guy the Cowboys gave the most money to. Position, safety, okay. safety, Florida A and M. And you know, I again, Damn. again, it was it was just you know just t-shirts and shorts out there. But I thought
3: he did all right. He's long, and he they is. gave him they gave him a two hundred thousand dollars contract. And I don't, I think his guarantee as an undrafted. Wow, Romo have- got ten, and I know it's
0: 18, 19 years ago. But Romo, well, I,
3: I mean, that's <laughs> impressive. I don't, that's not all guaranteed. Like the but the guarantee was still still substantial. Like. I'll, I'll bet you 20 bucks right now he's on the practice squad if he doesn't make yeah. the 53. Like, yeah, cutting him. Yeah, I was about to say, you try cutting to get him to the
0: practice right yeah, yeah, I you don't know. know. I'm you not never playing know. that yeah. game again. Dave, Dave says it. Dave's right. He says it
2: all the time. Everybody's got one of those? We,
0: no, we always say there's no way you can yeah. get him in the practice squad. <laughs> and not only does he, does he get cut and not claimed, but then the Cowboys don't even keep him <laughs> on the
2: practice squad. I don't
3: think they've ever yeah. lost a guy that we were stressed about them losing yeah. in the time that I – I know Danny Amendola, like I know it's happened, but in my <laughs> time – years ago too in my time i don't remember it happening yeah. um and Mandola made the, back to the practice squad he, oh he signed elsewhere later played right? all
0: year and then the yeah. eagles thought that when they made the playoffs and the cowboys didn't that they could sign him and put him on the playoffs it didn't really work that way but either way he did, never came back to the cowboys yeah i
2: the think safety
3: bell was the one i remember he actually played the first game against houston with us do you remember the opener Remember are you that talking, another safety name bell Jason Bell. Jason wow.
2: Was it? He, he was a special teams guy. And did he go? He ended up playing he, for Houston, right? Yeah, our first game, and he had like a big special team. We, yeah, I know, you're, slide talking him over I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. And he actually played against his first game, and just killed us. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, UCLA. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's
3: all. I think Bell is the right answer. Um, Getter Getterby shouldn't even count because he's a kicker. Like he, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to have a role.
4: Don't ask me because I mean I know it's my job, but. Unfortunately, all my attention did go to the kicker, and just because of his background. So yeah. that and
3: the kicker's yeah. the the kicker's probably the right answer because he's the yeah. only guy on this list that has a chance to start at his position. Yeah, exactly. But, um, How about these centers, yeah, the, the centers are really interesting. Again, like the Cowboys just refuse to believe that that they need another one for whatever reason. I don't know. Farniak's working at it. That's what we keep hearing. But, I mean, Alec Lindstrom was widely seen. I saw grades varying on him from fourth to sixth round. I mean, it's a guy that a lot of people expected to get drafted. Coming uh, out of what school? Boston College. Okay. And then I don't know as as much about James Empey from BYU. He's also a center. But, like, probably the best two centers that didn't get drafted are both here right now. So uh, if one of them has a good camp, that makes a lot of sense. And then I was – Impressed isn't the right word, but like I just noticed uh, a couple of the corners Isaac Taylor Stewart out of Southern Cal and Quandre Mosley out of Kentucky. They're just they're Dan Quinn DBs, like they've got oh. 33 34 inch arms, something like that. And like you could just see them, they were poking at balls that a, a shorter guy wouldn't have been able to get to. And I was like, Yeah, that. You look like DBs that Dan Quinn would want to keep around and develop, and it, so maybe that means practice squad. But those are two guys that I noticed.
0: Maybe I'm dyslexic, but also 41 and number 14 um, stood out a lot. Is that Fryfogle?
3: Fryfogle
0: from Indiana receiver, Ty Fryfogle. He seemed to catch a lot of passes um, in, in the Saturday practice. So, again, Fryfogel. Fry. Freif- <laughs> Yeah,
3: receivers. But names this year. Receivers are good uh, names to know because they're only James. You're not going to have is. a ton of them at training camp yeah. with this current makeup of the roster. Yeah,
0: they, who else stood out? He's not a rookie. Is that uh, T.J. Vasher hmm. uh, from Texas Tech last year? Mm-hmm. He was on the injured reserve all last year. He's like six six, and I mean he's
2: just. He's that big? I didn't realize he was that big. Oh, he's, he's
3: enormous. He's, oh. he's huge, and he probably weighs less than me, despite being a foot taller than me. Yeah. Which he can I'm working probably, on that. Don't worry about it.
2: Like
0: he could probably dunk on a twelve foot goal. He could probably what? He could probably dunk on a twelve foot goal. Hmm. He could probably go clean your shot clock for you if you if you, if you needed that. I mean, he, wow. he he could jump. That that's the skill he set. Find he's a got. place for
2: some place. Yeah. somebody like that, right?
0: Well, and I mean, if you haven't seen the highlight catch that he made against Ole Miss in. I don't know what year that it was. It was. probably 2019 20, 2019 18 I mean mm-hmm. ridiculous catch was the number He actually he said the other day he lost in the SB for that best play of the year to the Miami Patriots game where they were throwing the ball back and and the hail mary held, lateral held, play yeah and they beat Gronk at the end zone that won the SB for best play like runner up he was, was nominated T J Basher, one handed catch wow all I'm saying is is that he does bring a skill set they don't have at receiver yeah. or somebody that can just go up and elevate and size. The they size they don't have that kind
2: of size he's yeah. Yeah. but
0: he's got to learn how to how to play he's be around he hasn't practiced too I mean when you're on IR all year you don't practice so yeah. he was been been here he just hasn't.
3: He's another guy that's like he's always in the building, he's always here um like I said the, I mean, I would be scared for him if he got hit over the middle by an n f l safety like he i mean he is rail thin, so but yeah he's he's very intriguing to watch just because it's a rare skill set yeah
2: and he jumped over a tackle dummy remember that he
0: has he did jump over crazy yeah oh just wait till training camp we have something we don't have some oh Oh, we have something in the works for that so anytime you're watching mickey spagnola on the on the mic just be ready because he might just come and jump over him oh yeah (laughs) Is that what we're doing? We're talking about it. What's funny is that like Shannon was yeah. we were talking about it, and Shannon was like, Yeah, we gotta get Mickey to, to do that. You know, like he's gonna do that to Mickey. He's like he could do that to you. He could do that to me. Did like, we
2: run this by legal and HR and everybody else? <sighs> we haven't run it by anybody yet. Yeah. But Let's have yeah, that discussion on that. I don't there. think
0: he's gonna touch anybody. I just think he's just okay. gonna he's just gonna hurdle people.
2: All right. Let's take our first break. When we come back. We're going to talk a little schedule release. There was some uh, interesting things in this schedule. I'm interested to hear these guys' opinions on what they think came out of the, the release of the Cowboys schedule. And in our final segment, we've got a little see you know. We haven't done that in a while. Amber's got some questions lined up for us. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare
2: brand of the Dallas Cowboys? back
0: to the break All right whether you're watching the game from the home from your home or the stands Essilor Lenses is the best place to watch every exciting play. Book an appointment. Your local Essilor experts find the perfect Essilor Lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor.
2: Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star and we got to do a little talk on the schedule release. Cowboys find out uh, I guess the timing of when they're playing everyone. They knew all their opponents but uh, we did get the schedule from the NFL. It was released last week. Great
4: job on the video.
2: Oh man, the team. It
4: was amazing. uh,
2: I got to start with the social team because they came up with a phenomenal idea. Uh, and then people like Ben Fallon and uh, and Drew Ferguson uh, and Connor. like All these guys that work in our... that you guys that are listening right now probably have never heard of, but they are the guys that are doing... that are creating a lot of the content you see across our channels. They all did just a phenomenal job with this project. And, uh, and I couldn't have been happier with the video. It was really well done. And uh, I, I love the fact that it kept true to Stephen A. And Everybody. also kept true to us right so it was it was a fun video if you haven't seen it you can go check it out on any of our channels but uh it was a fun video
0: really one of the most creative things that we've done and i I, I thought it was i thought it was outstanding and 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 whether you know he's nails on the chalkboard for a lot of people you know just listening to him and whatever but you know i i have a little bit more respect for him for what you know able to do it and you know and kind of poke fun at at the whole situation because you know if you don't know it's definitely a bit it yeah. reminds me of something out of WrestleMania
2: for sure but yeah. i mean he he stuck to it it was good one of the things I like about uh, in sports in general is when people can take a step back and uh, have a little fun with it, mm-hmm. because I think we all have a tendency sometimes to get a little too serious about sports, uh, but it is still sports. It still well, is entertainment. So I kind of like when people can take a step back, have a little fun, even if they poke a little fun at themselves, and uh, I think that's a fun thing. That
0: flip in the middle of the thing to go from like good, Dallas right? to New York, I mean, that was sick. Pretty that good. That was
2: pretty good. pretty good. All right, um, so let's talk about the schedule, at least. I want to go around the table, and I want you guys to at least give me two things. One Best thing about the schedule, two worst thing about the schedule. Let's start with you, Dave. Ooh, best thing about the schedule. Best thing about the schedule, worst thing about the schedule. Oh geez, I'm, I, well I'll start. Oh, I'll
3: start with. Yeah. I'll, sorry, you sound like a... I didn't do that on purpose. I don't know what is, what is the best thing about the schedule. I'll
0: start. Like, All right, Nick, no, you go I'm not, it.
3: not trying to make it sound like the NFL screwed the Cowboys because I think this is a manageable schedule. Yeah. But it's so much easier to look for the things that look hard than the things that look manageable. Yeah, Nick. I mean, go well, ahead I'll if start. you got I something.
0: Mean, yeah, I mean the best thing about the schedule. Now we'll see. We'll see what it's like to get there. Mm. Um, but you know, if if you're not dying by Thanksgiving, then I think yeah, it's dead. time it's time to roll. I mean, yeah. like I mean, Giants at home, Colts at home, Houston at home, at Jacksonville, Philly at home. I mean, you got to win those five games. Yeah, you could. You, I mean, you probably won't go five and zero. That's not the way the NFL works. But you should. You should be able to go four and one, five and zero, regardless if what what things look like there. Well, that's a
3: that's a really, They should be favored in every game from Thanksgiving yeah. on. I mean. I Guess you can't predict the future. Maybe not
0: at Tennessee, but
3: yeah, Indy and Tennessee are probably the two that you might not be favored. But you know, Tennessee. We sorry, I cut you off twice. I'm sorry, but um, I mean, for all the talking we do about the Cowboys taking a step back, like the Titans Mm -hmm. are a lesser team than they were last year. They have lost. They've lost a decent amount of production, Um, and Ryan Tannehill probably his worst season since he got there last year. Uh, So. I'm just saying, like and I'm not convinced count, that that's a better team. You can't count on. I mean, same with the Cowboys, anybody,
0: but you can't just say, "Oh, well, they have Derrick Henry." Well, will they on December 29th? Because I mean, that's what he does is he runs the ball and runs the ball hard, and you you just can't count on. You just don't know for sure that you'll have. Yeah. And
3: I guess back. that's that's probably why it's a wonderful point. Like on paper, here in May, they should be favored in their last seven games, but like it's hard to even formulate an opinion about november and december nfl games i mean how many times have we joked like man in the spring this looked like a sexy matchup and instead we're watching matt castle go against whoever (laughs) the other team's trotting out because their guys hurt so it's hard but yeah that's i mean the back end of the schedule looks very forgiving like once you get done with that back-to-back road trip to green bay and minnesota everything else after that looks super manageable um it it is interesting that they are giving them two different short weeks. It, the, instead of doing the back-to-back Thursdays, they're playing. They're going Thursday to uh, or Sunday to Thursday, and then Saturday to Thursday. So two different short weeks in the same month. Like that sounds nerve wracking to me. Mike McCarthy, he sort of seemed like he liked it. I don't. Maybe because they get the Saturday game, so they have a little extra time. I don't know. Um, for me, the big thing is like, you know, people love to people love to talk about like Dax record against playoff teams and whether they're actually as good when they play the good teams. Well, we don't have to wait very long to find out. Cause I mean, it's a good bet, especially that early in the season. It's a good bet. Tampa, Cincinnati, and LA are all going to have, you know, they'll be at full strength. And that's three of the last four Super Bowl teams that you have to play in the first six weeks of the season. Um, so, pretty good pretty good measuring stick opportunity there right at the very beginning. Yep. Amber. Best yep. thing, worst thing about uh, the schedule?
4: I don't, I mean, I don't know if best thing. I would say the most exciting thing for me is exactly seeing how it starts out the season, those two teams to start back-to-back, back, you're starting with a bang and and like mm-hmm. it's going to say a lot I say this, but we know how different it looks. Like teams look from the beginning of the season to the second half of the season. So it's tough, but it's just going to be a big challenge. And I think that if they just run right through them, Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, mm. it, it's going to be <laughs> what?
0: Well, they run through them. I mean, we'll be talking about a parade. I mean, that's what happens.
3: Yeah, I was, yeah, literally. As down, I mean, no, get I was ready. talking
4: about the opposing team.
3: Oh, oh, oh you mean, if they, they run through if the, the Cowboys, Cowboys get, get run through, run oh,
4: yeah, yeah. the Hold on, I got my, I oh, got a lot we'll, of we'll,
2: we'll, be, we'll be starting we'll the Jack Show. We'll up, be doing the Jack Show, down. like
0: yeah. yeah, we'll be talking about Sean Payton. Right, <laughs> yeah.
4: that's that's my that's my concern because I don't know how prepared they're gonna be for the beginning of the season to start yeah. off against teams with that kind of level and with so many questions that we currently have, so many young talents that the Cowboys are just completely betting on I mean you talk about all the rookies and second year guys that's going to be hard to start the season that way and not really allow them to get more than just those preseason games to be playing an NFL level game with all the veteran guys together so it's just going to be a big challenge and the good thing or like <laughs> I don't underestimate anybody the only thing that I'm like oh okay that's kind of a break are the Giants that's the only (laughs) team that every year I'm just kind of like you know be nice to have (laughs) if Blake Jarwin was here again you know Mm -hmm. um, he always balls out in those kind of games against the the Giants but other than that I am not saying anything else about nobody manageable teams or not or whatever I've seen it happen I've buy into it, the Cowboys might win a game and then they face off somebody else towards the end of the season that they're at a higher level and then we see the reality of where the Cowboys really are at that time. So I'm not falling for it this year. I'm just gonna let it happen, see how it starts out and see what each team can bring because we've seen it I think enough times now where the Cowboys can be their worst enemies. Like they they themselves make the mistakes and just don't go out and perform at a level that they should against the team that they should beat. So we'll see. I, I hear a lot of people saying the opponents can be manageable this season, and Dave just kind of went through all of them, but there, there's no telling.
3: It's a, no, well, it's good. a wonderful point. I mean, all you can do – th- I mean, I can look at this schedule and I can talk myself into – the only teams that I can't really talk myself into having a decent year are Chicago and Houston. I just I don't I don't see a path to either of those teams being very good. Everybody else, you never know, man. I've I've brought this Detroit up. Detroit
2: might maybe bet. Detroit's right, got yeah.
3: the makings of a pretty decent roster. Jacksonville, uh, yeah. Jacksonville, they've done a ton to help Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, New York, I I wouldn't bet on New York being good, but maybe Daniel Jones finally puts it together. Again, I wouldn't bet on that, but crazier things have happened. That's I mean, I've I've made this point a million times since the schedule came out of like, if nobody not even me Mr. LSU would have been like Bengals. That's a tough one. That's the Super Bowl runner up. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. this time last year, you're like, okay, the Bengals are sort of getting right, but yeah. like that's a game you should win. Yeah. And now a year later, you're like, man, they're that's basically a Super Bowl what team. we're what how we look at Jacksonville at this point. Like
2: they got some talent, but yeah, they, they picked, haven't really been a
3: problem for anybody. They lately, picked so. fifth in the draft last year. Yeah. Uh So yeah, I I mean, Amber, you're totally right. You're like totally,
0: you're totally right, but that both you, there's. There's two sides to that, okay. you know, and, and and you could make an argument that Tampa and Cincinnati, and, you know, at Green Bay, I think if Aaron Rodgers is there and everything that goes into that, that's obviously going to be a challenge. But, you know, I, I love it when people say, like, well, they'll probably start out 0-2. I'm like, I mean, I don't see that at all. They could. They could. I think it'll be a better chance that they start out 2 and 0 than they start out 0 and
3: 2. Really? Why? Hmm.
0: Better chance. Just listen to the statement. There's a better chance <laughs> okay, that they start geez. 2 and 0 than 0 and 2. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, Vegas will tell you that because they'll be favored in probably both games. They won't be
2: Yeah, yeah. Home. I don't think they'll be favored in those games.
0: You don't think they'll be favored at home? They'll be favored at home against Cincinnati.
2: Maybe. I don't think they'll be favored at home against Tampa Bay.
0: I don't, I don't know, I don't know why they not. And here's another thing, Tampa Bay. I mean, the wheels were 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 falling off at the end of the year last year. And then he and then he retires, and then he comes back, and I'm, I'm sure that they'll be fine. But like, they have their problems. They they have their issues too. I mean, they got shut out nine nothing at home to the Saints. Like at the end of the year, the end of the year they were struggling a little bit. They were
3: beat to hell too. I mean, okay. they lost a lot of players like heading down that stretch just saying.
0: Yeah, I mean th- and that that's fine. I just I think they'll be favored in both of those games. And Cincinnati did lose seven games last year, so I mean they they got they got hot. They got they won these their defense is better than people think. Their kicker, I mean they they made they won these close games. You got to give them credit for that. But, you know, I don't think that it's automatic that they're world beaters now. Well,
4: you know how I look at it or like how I feel with it is last year and I remember you making the point like you feel that they would have won the game against Tampa had they had Sack Martin in the game. They would have had a better chance mm-hmm. to finish up and they were very very competitive and mm-hmm. that's how they started out the season. Now it's more than a matter than just missing missing a veteran guy like Sar- Sack Martin. It's like you got so many different pieces in the in the roster in the offense even on defense like it just looks different now and you just don't have any clue of how it's all going to come together as one is the passing game going to be working out with the receivers that you've got is the running game even going to get going with the O-line that you're creating now so it went for me it went from last year maybe having a missing piece to get you there to beat a team like Tampa to now having so many unknowns to where yes they could possibly go out there and impress all of us but I don't I just I can't see them being favorites
0: I, I think they will be I, mean, I think they'll be the favorite in that game, maybe by
2: one or two, but I mean because just on a neutral probably side, also have something to do with what happens in week one, right? For both those teams, whatever happens in week one yeah. will probably affect what that line is in week two.
0: I just don't see them being. I don't. I mean, I don't see them losing two home games in a row like that, especially both of them. Well, one of them at night. Yeah, I just.
3: I don't know. It's. It would be. It's. It's the Cowboys. They'll
2: start one and one. Yeah. I figure Kings out a way has, to get one. Yeah, yeah. DraftKings actually has the odds out if you guys want them. What what is what are the odds for those two games right now? So so right now Tampa is favored by two and a half, uh-huh. and then the Cincinnati game is actually a pick'em. Okay, sounds so. about right. So that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Nice. And, I, and then whatever happen week happens week one will affect that line for week two. I would think so.
3: I certainly think zero two is possible. Yeah. I would be, yeah. They'll just they'll yeah, be one possible. and one like they always are.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's why. You know, when you look at this, there's there's about two or three games that are like really, really big swing games. You know, at the Giants is a big one because if they are probably going to be one and one, you got to go that, up there and yeah. you got to take care of business there. I see that Minnesota game on November twentieth. You know, after Green Bay, you, you're about to go with three straight home games and Thanksgiving and all that. Like that's a really big game. You know, just to kind of see where where you stand there. So. Minnesota Giants. I mean, there's others, but those are the ones that I could see where this whole thing could kind of swing based off of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe at Philly.
3: That's the other thing. I mean, the their track record against the division with Dak speaks for itself. I mean, I'll I'll take that. I, I think you. I still think. Well, that kind of goes with what I'm going to say. I, I still think they're probably the favorites to win the division, but man, that gap looks a lot closer than it did. Like, I mean. No, I don't think the world of Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles have put a heck of a good roster around him. Giants, I still don't I, – I don't believe in Daniel Jones, so I don't think they're very good. Uh, but they clearly have upgraded the talent on their team. I don't trust Carson Wentz either, but, like, he he had a – other than the meltdown in Jacksonville, he had a pretty nice season for the Colts. Like, he he's capable he's capable of – I think he threw, like, 26 touchdowns and seven picks. Like, he, he was f- – Fine. And if there's a good team around him, like, Washington should be good enough to try to make some noise. Like, again, I, I still like Dallas's chances, but, like, they're not – I would be shocked if they swept the division like yeah, they did last really, year. Yeah, I agree. They, they went 6-0, and right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. yeah. I think
2: I, I just I don't I don't expect that this year.
3: I think I don't it's don't more like three or four this year. Yeah, in the division. Yeah, I agree.
2: All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back. We got a game of see and O. We'll do that when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Back to the break. Cowboys Nation, the ninth annual Reliant Home Run Derby is back at Riders Field in Frisco on June 7th at 6.30 p.m. Come see your favorite Cowboys players. Swing for the fences to raise money for the Salvation Army. Free admission to all. See you there. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash fans slash Reliant. Just just go to the website. and. I tweeted
3: it out. So just, yeah. (laughs)
2: Okay. You all right, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you got sorry. a little frustrated with that nah, reading. Like, okay. what are we doing? Got to do everything. Just right so you here. know, here's I'm some of the players that gonna are going to be out read. there: Dak, Zeke, Zach, um, CD, Tyron, uh, Layton, Trayvon Diggs, Micah, Jordan. Anthony Brown, like, they got they got all the top-line guys, it seems like, that are going to be out there taking part in this thing. So <laughs> The way
0: you said that so fast. Know,
3: that's, what, that's what I said. Micah, Jordan. <laughs> Micah Jordan? Oh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah that was, it should be a great event. If, if you have kids, it's a really great event. You have opportunity to go out there. You can take pictures. Kids can take pictures with Rowdy. Uh, DCC will be out there doing pictures. they got the drum line out there, dancers. Like, it's going to be, like, a big event for just for kids and for families to be able to have some fun. I was out, actually out at that ballpark last week for another event. Event, it's a really cool site. Yeah. It's a really cool place. So if you haven't been out there, go check it out. Uh, it'll be a cool event to, to take part in. Uh, coming up here on the seventh of June was the seventh, ninth, ninth. I'm sorry, 9th of June. All right, let's jump back no, in. We no, got... no, no. You're right. June seventh. June seventh. That's yeah. what I thought. was okay. the ninth. June seventh. June seventh yeah, is when you gotta check that out. All right, Amber, let's get a, get a little see or no. All
4: right, let's see how many questions we can get through. Sam right. Williams is a starter. At defensive end, week one against Tampa Bay. See or no? No, no. no. All right. <laughs> that
2: was easy. Good that was easy. That
4: was easy. Yeah. Okay. Nothing about
2: him. I don't think it's necessarily about him. It's just uh, he's a rookie. Like,
4: yeah, it
0: is about him. He's not, he's a rookie and not yeah. ready to be a starter. That's what I'm saying. He's It a rookie. is about him.
2: Well, what I mean by that is, it doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. <laughs> sure. It just means right now he's a rookie and yeah. they, got Especially they, for week one. Yeah, they got guys they trust more. Yeah, they got yeah. guys they trust more to put out there. Yeah.
4: All right. Based on the new additions like Williams, Clark, Ridgeway, will our defense do better against the run?
3: Hmm. I
4: think
0: I think so. I mean, like I. You you would hope to have some improvement there. I mean, who did they lose? Randy Gregory, Keanu Neal,
3: Urban, Urban, who who they lost had, halfway through he didn't the season? Play a whole lot anyways.
0: I don't think you were looking at guys that were run, stopping the run much anyway. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I, I see just improvement. They should be improved. The, Neville Gallimore didn't play most of the season. He's a big body in there. That I, I think you know. I think if he's back and Odigizua. Oh, I mean he will be back I'm just saying if he plays a lot with o, with O'Diggy I think they have a chance to be better I would imagine they'd be better more than worse
3: I, were they like were they atrocious I'm sorry for not remembering this off the top of my head I think they had head. some
2: games where they were like man what they're just yeah
3: no they definitely them. had I mean the I San know, Francisco game was I don't know if I would say was,
2: overall but I think there were yeah. games where you just kind of like man this is a digger they, were,
3: they were, were middle of the pack on the season and they got picked on a few times yeah. uh, I'll say see yeah. just maybe yeah. they'll be better yeah. Just yeah. I
4: I think that was yeah. mainly the area of improvement I would say that we were kinda discussing when you look at the defense when you looked at the defense overall last year and everything that they got better at, the run games, like stopping the run was the yeah. main area where they kinda they, did show their weakness.
3: Uh yeah, but I mean they were atrocious in twenty though. I mean they were thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. first, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I guess the reason I'm being like reluctant is I don't see like a huge jump, but I don't think they'll be worse. I mean, if you have Neville healthy, Osa taking another step, um, adding some veteran guys, having Demarcus Lawrence healthy for more of the year, people can roll their eyes at his ability and run defense all they want, but it's real. Um, yeah, I think they'll be better.
4: All right, Micah Parsons, will he have a sophomore slump year? See si or no?
3: I well, hate twelve sacks will be a slump. I hate the phrasing, yeah, because the bar is so high. Yeah. Like, will it be a slump if he has eighty tackles and eight sacks with an interception? Like, that sounds like a pretty great year to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked if he beats his rookie sack total, just because that's a freaking that's a high bar, a big number. Yeah. Um, no, he's not going to slump in the sense that we're. I'll be shocked if we're sitting here in December, like, man, what? Where's where's the Micah from twenty one? Like, Mm. what? What happened to this guy? Like, he will be a good player. He might not statistically match what he did last year, but
2: oh well, he's going to go into every game this year, unlike every game last year, with teams saying number one person we got to deal with is Micah Parsons. So he's got to adjust to that, which means his numbers probably won't be the same as they were last year because he's going to be the
0: target. Which is why, and that alone is why, when you say. You know, people think he should rush all the time or where he should be coming from. You know, I think it gives more value to be able to play linebacker and rush from different spots mm-hmm. because you can say that all you want to, but that's exactly what you want your quarterback to do in every single snap is yeah. to find him, look for him, and try to figure out maybe we adjust things. And now that means that instead of doing, you know, we do what we do, no, you're not. You're doing what number 11 is wanting you to do. Or... And you can
2: push them into bad situations yeah. by making them adjust to you and where you are. Yeah. And so they have to choose. They have to say either we're going to do this that puts us at a disadvantage to, to be able to stop Micah. Or we're gonna just let Micah do his thing, and that's where you know you can really put teams in bad situations. So, you
0: know, I think I think there, there's a there's a chance that I mean he could have even a better year. You know, but but it's gonna be hard with the numbers. But he can he can have.
3: Yeah, I wonder if. I bet the Cowboys would gladly take fewer sacks from Micah if it means that Dante Fowler is getting a one on one with a lesser player as often as possible. You know, like that's how you up the numbers for everybody else. And yeah, like that's what makes him so valuable. And that's why when they drafted him, I was like, If he's more than just an off-ball linebacker, I like the pick a lot more than I do right now. And that's if 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 you're playing a Rashawn Slater or like some tackle that can take anybody away, then you just move him. Like you don't have to beat your head against the wall with a player like Micah Parsons. You move him to maximize his impact. So, I would be very impressed if he statistically tops what he did last year. But he's going to be the focal point and the reason why the defense is successful.
4: Yeah, and with that being said, definitely not a slump year. No, no. what that would no. look like.
3: He's not. He's yes. going to have a great year. I would mm-hmm. be surprised if he doesn't.
4: Um, will the Cowboys be using Paulder more this season?
3: <laughs> Show me. Yeah. No. I'm going to say no. Show <laughs> me. Until I see it? I'm not going to buy it. Believe I'm it till done. I see. I'm it. Done. I'm done. Maybe if they do this and that <laughs> and the other, like maybe he can get 10 touches in a game. No, just do it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> can he? Can he be the punt returner? I
2: talked about – I think we answered in the mailbag the other day. Like, Is he like – I know there are different skills between a kick returner and punt returner. Does he have that that thing that punt returners have? I don't know. He's never done it. Yeah, I know. He's, that's what I'm asking. It, I'm trying to say do you think he thing, has that yeah. kind of he's thing? He's got
3: uh, juice when the ball is in his hands. Yeah. I know that. I just – I would tell him to like spend the summer with the jugs machine because like – we know they don't – We CD's not going to do it as much. I'm sure he will still return some punts, but like he's not going to be their primary guy because that was a way to get him touches when he was the third receiver. It's like, well, this is six extra touches a game for a guy that might struggle. Otherwise, that's not going to be an issue anymore. He's number one. So he doesn't need to be doing all that. And quick, who's the next guy in line behind him? They yeah. like McCarthy even said that during rookie camp. He was like – All options are on the table. And I was like, I don't love the sound of that. Like, I don't love
2: the thought that you don't really have a guy you feel good about. That's, I don't like that. I mean, the thing about punt returners to me is, like, you just don't know until you get them back there if they can do it because it is, I mean, you got to be fearless and a bit crazy to be Mm -hmm. a punt returner because the guys are coming at you a lot faster. They're on top of you a lot quicker. You got to make a split second decision sometimes on whether you're going to fair catch it or whether you're going to take off with it. And there's a lot that goes in there. And when you're kicking, you got a little more time to kind of feel what's going on and worst case scenario you let it go through the end zone, right? And so it's just I think it's a little it's it's a lot different men- mentally for the guy that's going to no. be returning a punt. Worst case scenario is you not as you not getting
0: over there in time at the 18 yard line to get it so you just let it go and then it rolls to the two.
3: Yeah. That's the worst I mean that's Punt return, yeah. Which, right. Yeah. Which Tony is. Tony has displayed some questionable judgment right, right. at times That's as the I'm kick like, return I don't
2: know if he's got that, I but I don't know. D- hmm.
3: I'm not... I'm not saying he would be like an all-pro, but he's got juice and he's got the ability to make people miss. And if he can do it, that's a way to get him mm-hmm. four or six more touches a game that they refuse to give him as a running back. Yeah, I'm just trying to problem solve here. If they don't <laughs> want to listen to me, that's fine. <laughs> hey,
2: do you, do you think there's any shot whatsoever that CD Lamb is returning punts this year? I I wouldn't do it. I got asked this the other day. I wouldn't do it, not
0: because of him being the starter. I I, I don't think he's that great at it. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, when has he just been, like, so dynamic? It's like, oh, my God, CD back there. Like, don't kick it to him. I mean, like, if I'm Miami Dolphins, I mean, Tyreek Hill's doing it. I mean, yeah, he's your number one receiver, but he's doing it. Or, you know, Deshaun Jackson did yeah. it. Those guys, they're awesome, and they can play their position. But I just don't think CD is worth the risk because I don't. I haven't seen him just be that dynamic. He's okay, but he's not like, watch out, you know, don't go to the bathroom because they're about to punch yeah. the CD. What do
2: you think about a guy like Trayvon Diggs? No, no. You don't want to see it, or no, you don't think he'd be good at it.
3: I think he'd be great at it. I don't want to see it. Got I don't it. want that like that. I mean, and I, have I'm in favor of receivers doing it if they're good at it. I think you typically have other receivers that can fill in if you're if you get hurt, like a a lockdown franchise cornerback. This is hard to come by. I just don't love the idea of like risking that. Um don't say it. What? No, I want, I want you guys. I know Dion did it. I know. I, like, I, like, <laughs> I know don't. did I know. it. It's been thirty years since Dion was in his prime. Like it's a different Nobody. Uh, different Are there world. Other
2: corners back. I'm trying to think of another cornerback in the league that's done it. There's
0: not a lot of guys that that, yeah. that do it like that. Like yeah. from a cornerback
3: standpoint. Yeah. C D averaged ten yards per attempt. He also he only had three more returns than Cedric last year. My answer is that I bet. He'll do it, but it won't be a day a weekly occurrence. That's just my guess. But I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, who's
0: your sure-handed guy? That's like okay, put him back there. This is not the balls at midfield. It's not going to be returned. If he just
2: can, can Tober do it? Has Col- Tober done it in college? <laughs> what? Why <are> you,
3: <laughs> McCarthy. McCarthy asked. Uh, this might not have been his fault. Uh, just I mean, they don't have a punt returner. McCarthy made every skill player feel the field kicks and punts during rookie camp. He's basically like, let's just see how all these guys look tracking and catching the ball. Tolbert's Tolbert's (laughs) rep got caught up in the wind and it just landed like 8 yards to the to the right of him like he just oh. he mistracked it or lost where it was in the sun i don't know what happened but pretty. yeah let's keep it, him
2: every season. it
3: hit the ground like it wasn't even close to him and i was like did you did you lose it like you didn't even really look oh, like you knew where spot. it was yeah maybe spot. maybe he's better at it but it was just funny that yeah. cuz everybody's going to watch when the third round pick receiver, like nobody cares about the tight end right. that's doing it. Cause but he actually has a chance to be on the team. When Tolbert, team. when Tolbert yeah. came up for his rep, it was like, all right, let's see what you get. Okay. All right. Who's up yeah. next? Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe though, maybe he
2: could. All right. All right.
4: All right. I think we have time for one more. I'll let you guys choose a semi easy question or a spicy one. Caliente. Let's spicy.
3: Let's go Caliente. spicy. Okay.
4: This is the last season we have with Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Ben Quinn, and <laughs> Kellen Moore. That's not spicy. That's oh, spicy.
3: all three? Oh, all I have to say is no. It, it, no. I mean, or
4: There's an easy way out of it. You okay. know, you could say, you know, Kellen, Kellen Moore a got job, a job. Yeah. And then uh, there's he's no, there's her. no, I,
3: no Let's way all, wow. no way all three of them are coaching here in no, 2023. There's
0: no way because. If it if it goes well to the point where Mike McCarthy stays, then that means those other two have done their job, and they're gonna probably go get head coaching jobs because they were on the doorstep of doing it last year. And if it doesn't go real well at all, then it, it could be o for three. But I mean, there's a better chance of o for three than a three three for three.
3: Yeah, there's I yes, there's way better chance that none of them are here next year than all of them. I think because yeah, if, I mean if, maybe and maybe not so much Kellen Moore. I don't know, but like it's the it's the upset of the decade that Dan Quinn stayed, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jerry had to dig into the pocketbook Made and it some other I mean, awkward yeah. things happened along the way. And I just if the defense is good again this year, especially with with another you know, you got another high profile draft pick in Sam Williams to work with, like Yeah. There's no way they can keep him yeah, twice. I think
2: if this team does exactly what they did last year, then I think Jerry will mix it up. I think I think Jerry will make some changes if they oh. do exactly what they did last year, I, which means if they get to the playoffs and they lose in round one, I think so. You get beyond that, now it's the scenario you guys are talking about. Then it's a situation where those other two guys become more of a commodity on the open market to be able to go and be head coach.
4: How bad does he need to get for it to, for something like that to happen, mid-season type of change? Let me
2: let me show you something right here. Uh, November thirteenth. Nick knows this well. Middle of the season, you go to Green Bay. Stop it! <laughs> I'm just saying, like you no. got you got a rough p- first no, part of the se- first no, part of the season. No,
0: I'd say, I'd say the one to look at there is October 23rd. What's that? It's it's home against Detroit uh-huh. because if the first six games have not gone well, those six games are going to be tough. I mean, the yeah. two the two easy ones are both division games in the middle. Yep. So um, let's say it's two and four. Let's say it's worse than that. Yeah. And then you lose to Detroit. Okay. Well then now now you got problems.
2: So so then what would happen is depending on what really I would say maybe you, it's Chicago. Well J- because no, you're about to go no, into a buy to like
0: look, Jerry makes the statement on the fan twice that says, Well, what's going on after Detroit? Yeah. And then we head into the Bears game and there's all this speculation, and then that goes bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then and the, that's where you get then everybody's bye week plans And then the are website goes down.
2: Like that's that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Don't say that.
4: <laughs>
3: don't mess up my bye week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
3: exactly uh, what happened. True, we won a vacation <laughs> yeah. in the bye week. <laughs> wait, how, how is Wade the only mid-season firing of the Jerry era? Did yeah. he wait yes. to the... Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. To answer... Well, well head coach. That's what I mean. Don't forget that offensive no, line No, 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 I'm, I'm talking about head coach, not Paul <laughs> Alexey.
2: Yeah, that was it.
3: The, yeah. bottom, the bottom would have to truly drop yeah. out. Like, you would have to... Legit- legitimately be out of the playoff race by Halloween, I think, for that to
2: happen. But, you know, that's one of the things that I don't like about the schedule. And I, I was, uh, it. you know, when I asked that first question about what you like and what you don't like about the schedule, one of the things that I, I immediately noticed was not only how tough it is at the beginning of the season, but that actually lines up when Dallas will be, we know they will be shorthanded. We know they won't have their probably second receiver for m- at least those first couple games. Mm-hmm. And so when you start talking about it, Nick, when you were talking about they'll probably be favored in those two games, I'm like, man, I don't know. Like I-, I was hoping that they would actually backload the schedule, give me some easy games at the beginning of the season when I'm a little short-handed, and then let me work into getting yeah. those guys ready, and by the end of the season, maybe I'm ready to face Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, you and were... the Rams. That's where I'm a little bit concerned about this the was, schedule. This was a year that you were hoping for a Giants yes. opener? Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
3: <laughs> I yeah, I mean, it's funny because that's that's what I go back to is like, I don't think the team is better on paper. I've said it a million times. Like, I don't think they're better than they were last year. And I think the expectation is somehow even higher. Like, I don't think there is because of how it ended. uh, last yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like one and done ain't gonna make anybody happy, including the owner. But they're not better than they were last year. So buckle up. Mm -hmm. Like that just it's gonna be an interesting season with when you consider that. It's like, well, we kinda gave you less to work with, but we want you to do more with it. Have fun. That's a weird spot to be. Yeah. It it comes
0: down to that question about Micah Parsons and the sophomore slump. If he if he has a sophomore slump, that's that's terrible. If he's about what he was, then you know, then we'll see what happens. But if he takes a next step. If he, if he's if he's better, which he could be, because this guy he, he says he loves football, he 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 studies it all the time. I mean, he wants to get better. He's really hungry at it. I think he's becoming more of a leader. If he takes a next step um, in that direction, and he's way better than what he was, then. I mean, you have a chance. I mean, you're going to be in every
2: game. And speaking of being better, that's actually where I expect him to grow this year. I expect him to come in here. What What I want, I should say. What I want is him to come in here and make this entire defense better because of his attitude. We've seen how throughout the history of the NFL, there are certain players that have a, an ability because of not only their play, but also how they hold other people accountable to make the entire defense better around them. I think he's one of those kind of players that if he can be that that type of voice where he can be that alpha that's like holding people accountable and making sure everybody's playing up to a certain standard, playing up to his standard. Mm -hmm. I think that's where you can see this defense now make a big jump because we all know it's hard. Dave, I think you tweeted this uh, earlier today about how how hard it is to replicate a a good defensive season. Uh, That's not an easy thing to do to sustain that. But I do think if they have any hope of doing that, it's going to come from Michael Parsons making Mm -hmm. everybody better.
3: Well, Jerry also thinks that they're going to get – Micah like um, production from this draft class, too. So, okay. Maybe we'll be sitting here talking about (laughs) Tyler Smith as the new Martin. I don't think
2: anybody was expecting what came from from Micah to come from Micah. Not to say he wouldn't be a good player, but I don't think anybody expected what they got. So, let's let's see, you know? Let's see where that goes.
4: Like Dave said, buckle up. Buckle up for this ride because it's going to be bumpy. (laughs) It's
2: going to be fun.
3: As usual. It's like when you're in the roller coaster and the guy comes by and pushes the bar down and you're like, it's a little loose. Can you can you come tighter? tighten this thing for me? I don't know how I feel about that. This. this thing does a loop-to-loop, right? Like, Can you come secure this a little tighter for I me? I can still move
2: it a little That's bit. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week. We'll talk more. Uh, till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.